Welcome to Shelf Logic, the official podcast of the Maricopa County Library District. Hello, and welcome to Shelf Logic. My name is Caroline. And I'm Danielle. And this is our 2023 Pop Sugar Reading Challenge wrap up. Yeah, we did it. Wow, 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 wow. Um, just as like a preface, uh, we are recording near the beginning of December. So, your girl's not done. <laughs> your girl being Caroline. Um, I'm very close to being yeah. done, but. Uh, technically, you still have like three weeks. Yeah, so. I technically still have three weeks. Your girl also. Uh, just got her master's degree. Yeah, she did. So she's yeah. been busy. She's been a busy lady. Um, so I'm forgiving myself for not being Absolutely. done yet. Um, but I'm very close. So uh, we are going to talk about the books that we have not talked about thus far. Um, if you have not tuned into the Pop Sugar Reading Challenge series on the podcast, we uh, kind of went over the, the Pop Sugar Reading Challenge in January, checked in again in June to kind of mark our halfway point. And now we are done yeah. or nearing yeah. done. So we'll go over the titles that we haven't talked about so far and what prompts they fulfilled. And then just kind of talk about how we've liked doing the, the Pop Sugar Reading Challenge yeah. as somebody who's done it before and somebody who's never done it before. There we go. And also the 2024 challenge is out already. Oh, yeah, it is. So if you are an avid Pop Sugar Reading Challenge uh, challenger like we are, are um check out the website the pop sugar reading challenge website the new uh 2024 list is out so we are very excited we will not talk about it on this episode because there's too much to get into but uh we will be doing a 2024 like excitement hype up podcast um at the beginning of the year so keep your ears peeled for that so I don't know. Do you want to start? Do you want to tell us what you read? Uh, sure. All right. Yeah. Since you're done. <laughs> well, and I had had, I think, like 36 of them done by the halfway point. Yeah. I was a little overzealous. So <laughs> it's fine. Um, but I actually just finished the Pop Sugar Challenge on Friday, maybe. Okay. So I still was fairly recent with my finishing. Um, but yeah, so the ones that I have just recently read... Um, or what I wrapped up with, um, was the first one was the book that you bought from an independent bookstore. I read Let It Snow. Um, that is by a trio of authors, and because of who I am as a person, I can only remember John Green. That's, yeah. <laughs> he was one of them, and he's one of my favorite authors. Um, so I read that one. A book about a vacation. I read The Vacationers. Um, a book by a first-time author. I actually just recently read this one it's called the love match by priyanka taslim um which was cute it was a good one um a book published in the spring of 2023 i read happy place always love emily henry such a good one um a book published the year i was born i read a time to kill that was a read (laughs) um a book with song lyrics as the title i read no sunshine when she's gone A book that fulfills your favorite prompt as a past challenge. I just actually, this is the one I finished on Friday. Um, It was a book that, um, a book that mentioned a book. And the book I had originally read was The Bookish Life of Nina Hill. But that book mentioned The Mysterious Benedict Society. Oh, perfect. So I read The Mysterious Benedict Society for that one. Fun. That was a fun one. Um, For a book with a rabbit on the cover... I had to, um, I had to, so the book I read was Hellbent, which is the sequel 
to um, a book by Lee Bardugo, yes. which the first one. Um, oh, I read it. I know. I can't remember the name. Ah, I'm going to look because I read it too, and I've okay. been anxiously waiting for Hellbent to come out, and I have not gotten to it just yet. But well, I while know you look that up, I will I say, it. because I know last time I talked about reading a book talk recommendation, and I had read The Six of Crows, which is also by Lee Bardugo, um, and I didn't love that book, so I just didn't really think I was a huge Lee Bardugo fan, um, but then I read these other two books, and they were just so good ninth house the ninth house yes, yes. part of the I Alex thinking, Stern series yes I kept thinking the house of the cerulean sea which is a different book but the word house was in there yeah so yeah so I read the ninth house so that I could read hellbent not even mad about it so good I can't wait for the next one to come out um a book with just text on the cover um I think you read this one helter skelter mm-hmm. the story of the Manson murders a book your friend recommended I read bear town um, I actually switched this one. I talked about it last time, and I had the Seven Husbands of Evelyn uh, Hugo, um, but I actually changed that one, and I used that book for a book about a divorce. Um, and so instead, for a book that a friend recommended, I read Beartown, um, and I love Frederick Bachman, so yes. I was glad that I had read that one. Um, a book on a celebrity book club list, I read Our Missing Hearts, which was so good. Um, a book that comes out the second half of 2023, I read My Week with Him. Um, and then a book I wish I could read for the first time. Again, I read The Book Thief, which I did love it all over again. It was good. So good. Um, and then for the advanced books, for a book that started out as fan fiction, I read a book called Point Pleasant, and it was fan fiction for Supernatural. So that was a lot of fun. Um and then a book with a pet character. Oh, it was so good. I read The Dalai Lama's Cat. Oh. It was so cute. I definitely recommend that one. Um, and then a book with an alliteration in the title. I read Pied Piper um, by Neville Shute. And it is not about the Pied Piper like you would think. It was, oh. well, like, I don't know. It was weird. It was fine. <laughs> but it was weird. <laughs> Fun. So, yeah. Yay. So I will read which ones I've done and then kind of double back um, to read which ones I intend to do before the year ends. Um, So a book I meant to read in 2022, um, I read Deep Water by Patricia Highsmith. Um, You can catch my recap of that on the TBR podcast Mm -hmm. uh, because I I had feelings. Um, (laughs) A book by a first-time author, I read Starfish by Lisa Phipps. Um, a book with mythical creatures. I read Twilight by Stephanie Meyer. Another one that if you would like a full recap, Lexis <laughs> and I went in on Twilight. Yes. So you can catch those two pieces on the podcast. Um, a book with a forbidden romance. I read Warm Bodies by Isaac Marion. Oh, yeah. It was fun. One. Yeah, that was really cute. Um, about A book about or set in Hollywood. I read I'm Glad My Mom Died by Jeanette McCurdy. Um, a book with a rabbit on the cover. I read Bunny by Mona Awad and... <laughs> That was a wild ride. <laughs> that was a wild ride. I might, yeah, that was, I'll have to talk about that one. Um, a book talk book, I read They Both Die at the End by Adam oh. Silvera. Um, a book I bought secondhand, I read My Secret War by Mary Pope Osborne, which is a Dear America book. Uh, if you've <laughs> listened to any, me talk about anything on the podcast, literally any podcast I've been almost, featured yeah, on. Almost, <laughs> it's a It's a history for me. Um, a book a friend recommended, ah, the Guernsey Literary and Potato Peel Pie Society. So good. So good. Oh my gosh, I loved it so much. 
Um, a Celebrity Book Club book I read, I'm Still Here by Austin Channing Brown. It's a um, Reese Witherspoon's book club book. Um, a book published in the second half of 2023, I read The Woman in Me by Britney Spears. If you have not read Britney's <laughs> biography, oh my gosh. Um, a book based on a movie. Yeah, a book based on a movie. It's still so weird to say that because it's usually the other way yeah. around. Um, I read Once Upon a Time in Hollywood by Quentin Tarantino, um, a self-published book. We know we love this one. Oh, yes. The Martian by Andy Weir. Phenomenal. Changed my yeah. reading habits. Yeah. I'm forever changed. Um, a book with a pet character. I read The Incredible Journey by Sheila Burnford. If you're not familiar with that book, it is the book that... Um, oh, my gosh. I just lost the name of the movie, but it was like my favorite movie as a kid. I'll look it up. We'll find it. Um, a book with... Uh, Holiday other than Christmas, I would I read the Halloween Tree by Ray Bradbury, um, which was a little little creepy fun Halloween book I read like on <laughs> Halloween. Um, a book that features two languages, I read Obi is Man Enough by Skylar Baylor. Oh my gosh, the longest on your to be read list. <laughs> I had the Misadventure. I won't say it was Misfortune because it was a, it was a time. Um, I read Les Miserables by Victor Hugo. If you heard me talk about this on a previous podcast episode, it's because it took me five ever, not yes. four ever, five ever to read <laughs> yeah, that. That was brutal just to be alongside you with oh that gosh, one. Oh my gosh, it hurt my feelings. <laughs> um, a book with alliteration in the title. I read The Hostile Hospital by Levity Snicket, part of the Series of Unfortunate Events series. Um, a book that was banned or challenged in 2022, I read This Is My America by Kim Johnson. You'll catch that on a future episode of the TBR podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, and then a book becoming TV show or movie in 2023, I read Killers of the Flower Moon by David Gran. Uh, the, let's see, I think I have six left. Seven. Ugh. You can do it. The seven I have left are Romance with a Fat Lead. I'm currently in the middle of Get a Life, Chloe Brown. So that I plan to be done with probably by the end of tomorrow. Um, a book set in the decade you were born. I plan to read a book called Factory Girls. Um, it's about like Irish working girls in the 1990s, which I love. Okay. Just love the concept of. Um, a book with a map. I'm currently reading The Hobbit. I will get there. Yeah. I think I think I'll have that done by the end of the year. Um, a book your best friend would like. I was going to read The Help. Have it checked out on Libby. Every intention of That's doing it. That's a fast it. read. Yeah, I had a feeling it would one. be. That was okay. a good one. Good. Um, a book written during NaNoWriMo, I currently have The Astonishing Color of After checked out. Okay. So another one that like I'm going to power through. It's okay. going gonna, gonna to be finished. Um, a book that started as fan fiction, I'm planning to read The Chosen and the Beautiful. Um, it's a Great Gatsby fan fiction. Oh, okay. And I'm not a huge fan of The Great Gatsby. Controversial opinion. Same. So, so not a controversial opinion. <laughs> um, so I... Would, I'm curious to read this because I think I'll probably like it better okay. just based on like the blurb that I read on Goodreads. So I'm looking forward to that. And then a book I should have read in high school. <laughs> I planned to read A Tree Grows in Brooklyn because as I thought more about it, that is a book that I know was assigned to me. And I read like the first chapter of and then was like, oh, wow, I'm so sleepy. I don't have time. Um, so I think I spark noted a lot of that book and then fumbled my way through every discussion essay class assignment um so you just got your master's so clearly it was fine you did great I succeeded (laughs) in school so uh I clearly didn't need it then but I do need it now for the pop sugar reading challenge so hopefully I will be able to get to that one that's a it's a big one so I hope 
I hope we'll get there. We'll see. <laughs> I have faith. Oh, thank you. I really think I can do it. <laughs> but yeah, so I have seven left, but I'm currently in the middle of two of the seven. Okay. So I think... Yeah. Yeah. I think you can do it. Yeah, I think so. It'll be fine. We'll see. Yeah. Um, and you have the whole of Christmas break. That's so true. So those will be days that you could just read mostly. Just chill out and read. Yeah. That uh, That's my hope, is that I will just be able to like plug in and hang out and I also have a lot of rapping to do so oh you can I'm, listen yeah I'm thinking I'll just like plug into an audiobook and let it chug away while I wrap presents there you um go. so hopefully we'll see okay. um but are there ones that stood out to you as like big favorites big things that you or like things you would not have read but we're glad you did um so two of them were kind of like rom-com um the first time author so the love match and then my week uh yeah my week with him those were, um, like, teenage love triangle kind of movies, or books, I mean. Um, except for my week with him was a love triangle between um, a girl and her best friend and kind of her mom, her mother. Oh. Um, so that one was really good because it explored, like, this girl wanting to realize her dream of being a singer um, but she can't get to California where she's been talking with this mu- uh, music producer um, without, like, some help because she has to drive there. Um, her mom kicks her out of the house. Mm. Her little sister goes missing. And so for this whole week that she's trying to get to this uh, music audition, she spends that week with her best friend. Um, and so it's just kind of her trying to navigate those relationships and the dreams that she wants and having to learn to put other people first, but in like a different way, it Mm. was just very interesting. Um, and then the love match was, um, (laughs) it was, um, a lot about arranged marriages, um, actually, uh, and I can't even explain it without spoiling it, but (laughs) one of the, the characters in the triangle, um, ends up being like this there's just a huge twist at the end and it was just like what did I just read what just happened like it was it was a little crazy out of left field but basically what you expect is gonna happen more or less happens despite the neck breaking speed of the twist (laughs) (laughs) just throws it at you um yeah so that was good. I mean, obviously, I read um, A Happy Place, and I just love oh, anything by Emily Henry. So I, I absolutely loved that one. Um, the book for the public... Okay, let me try that one again. The book published the year you were born, I had read A Time to Kill. It was it was decent. Um, I just... I had, I had no idea. I'd never read... Um, I think that's Grisham. Yeah. Yeah, I'd never read a Grisham book before, so it was just, it was a little more intense, I think, than I was expecting, and, like, um, kind of, well, I guess this goes hand-in-hand with Helter Skelter. Um, They're both pretty heavily Mm, Um, law-focused. Helter Skelter is written by the prosecutor for the LaBianca and Tate murders, Um, so he has a lot of background knowledge that you know, the media didn't even have at that time. Um, And so he covers a lot of that as well as the court proceedings. And so it was a lot of like just really heavy court stuff. So both of those ones kind of were intimidating, but I was glad I got through it. Um, 
probably, uh, oh, it's hard. I was gonna say probably my favorite. I really liked the um, Let It Snow book, the three, it's three little stories that are kind of interwoven, each okay. by a different author, and each one has its own plot, but the characters are intermingled. Okay. Um, and so that was really fun to just kind of read, and it was quick and easy because it was like reading three novellas. Oh, fun. Um, but that one was really cute, but also the Dalai Lama's cat. Um, so this cat gets adopted by the Dalai Lama, and she learns all these nuggets of wisdom while she's growing up with the Dalai Lama and it's just so sweet from this cat's little kitten to a cat's point of view of like trying to interpret these human ideals of wisdom and she like she pines for another cat friend and especially this boy cat that she swoons over and she learns from the Dalai Lama that you can't be happy when you're trying to make yourself happy happiness comes from making other people happy so she kind of stops dwelling on her own woes and she starts focusing on other people and like it's just so cute learning it from the cat's point of view an enlightened kitty (sighs) yes oh that sounds really cute i definitely recommend that one that sounds like a good one uh that was one oh i okay let's look it up because this i cannot be a fake fan of this movie and say (laughs) that this was like my favorite movie as a kid and not know what it was called i feel like i do this with a lot of things oh Gosh, and the minute I see it, I'm like, oh, duh. Um, the Incredible Journey is the book that was adapted to film to be Homeward Bound. That's what I was going to say when yes. you said that. Because I was like, I know that was a movie back when we were kids. I don't know why that was. From Animal's always, point of view. That okay. is like one of my favorite movies of all time. It always slips right out of my head. I should have said it. Oh, I love it so much. Um, the Incredible Journey was cute, but it was very different. It was okay. the animals don't talk. That was very Disney-fied. Um, but... The book is, like, their inner monologue, like, all of their inner thoughts while they're traversing and, like, on their journey. So it was a different book than what I expected. It read a lot like a, um, oh, gosh, I can't think of the author, but he read, like, or he wrote Brian's Winter. um, There's a whole, it's a whole series. Oh, Gary Paulson. It read a lot like a Gary Paulson book where, like, the animals are are the main character, but they're not necessarily, like... It's an animal. Like, it's not, like, a talking animal. It's not an animated animal. It's it's very much, like, this is an animal's perspective. Yeah. So it was cute. I liked it. Um, but it was... I kept thinking, like, oh, Sassy wouldn't do that. And it's not, that's not even her name in the, yeah. in the book. So I was like, oh, I gotta check myself. <laughs> um, Bunny. Oh, my gosh. Bunny is wild. Um, if you are someone who's a fan of the Heathers, um, if you're a fan of, like, Mean Girls, I guess, to a degree. Um, Bunny was nuts. Uh, It's about a college student. She's in a master's of fine arts program. And her uh, cohort of, like, other students that she's with, um, there's a clique of them that call themselves the Bunnies. And they're, like, exactly what you would think of when you think of, like, a clique of girls who are still in a clique in graduate school. Um, So they're very, like giggly and pink and bubblegummy and they call each other bunny and she's just she's this like dark cloud oh and she's like i hate these girls i cannot stand them she has like mean nicknames for them and then one day they invite her to come to their house and like partake in this 
they call it smut salon where they read like smutty literature that they've written or that's like inspired them but it's like so I don't know esoteric it's like so academic that you're just kind of like what you think that's okay um and (laughs) she's like so entranced by how weird it all is that she kind of like gets caught up in the circle of the bunnies and like abandons her other friend and gets like really wrapped up she starts calling them bunny she becomes bunny and then she kind of starts to learn about this like weird sort of magical sort of fantastical thing that they're doing so it's it's a very fun book it was wild I kept picturing in my head that the main character whose name is Samantha was played by like a young Winona Ryder a young like Linda Cardellini so that's the vibe it's uh it was a wild story I loved it um it was not what I was expecting when I picked a book with a rabbit on the cover yeah (laughs) it was just it was something um, let's see what else. Oh my gosh. We have to talk about the Guernsey Literary and Potato Peel oh, Society. So good. Such a good book. Yes. That was one that you had recommended to me, I think just without the pop sugar reading yeah. challenge. I think you just said I like. I recommend that to everybody. Hint, hint. Yeah, hint, hint. <laughs> uh, it was so good. It was about, um, a woman who wants to write about the Guernsey Literary and Potato Peel Pie Society. Um, her name's Juliet, and she starts exchanging letters with the people of Guernsey. Um, they initially like get in touch because one of the people on Guernsey finds a book that belonged to her, um, like her name was inscribed in it, and they. So the whole book is written in letters, mm-hmm. and she like gets so invested in the story of Guernsey that she moves there for a period of time to like learn from the people and talk to the people one on one and like get to know them better and come to society meetings. Um, and it's centered around World War II, so that's kind of threaded throughout. Yeah. Um, and then there was, like, this was my favorite part about it. There's, like, a touch of romance, but the center of the story is, like, this beautiful, wonderful, wholesome little community of people and, like, how they banded together during World War II to, like, mm-hmm. really take care of each other. Yeah. That, like, yeah, the romance is cute. It's great, like, but it's really, like, put on the back burner in a very subtle way. It's not, like shoved aside and it's not sudden you're not like well where did this come Mm -hmm. from it's there throughout but it's not like hey do you know this is a romance novel right it's not like that yeah um oh such a good recommendation yeah I'm glad you read it it was so good that was actually one that was recommended to me um and I think this might have been either one of the first or one of the first in a long time books that I'd read that was just in a series of letters um, and something about that format just made the whole thing, I feel like, that much more heartwarming yeah. and, like, sweet to read. <sighs> so fun. It's so cute. Oh, my gosh. It's such a good book. Um, you know, there's obviously there's a, like, a sad part. Yes. Like, sadder bits. Yeah. Um, but it's just, like, you get so invested in all the characters. It's so good. Um, let's see. Oh, I'm sure that a lot of people read this this year because the, because it became a movie, but Killers of the Flower Moon was really good. I think that's on your, spoiler alert, it's on your 2024 it is. So is Bunny, actually. Oh, yay. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I cannot <laughs> wait to hear you talk about that one. Um, so, yeah, Killers of the Flower Moon was really great. If it's one that has been on your mind or on your list because the movie just came out, definitely give it a read. Um, it's... I'm glad I read it before I saw the movie because I think the movie left out a lot of context, Mm -hmm. which, you know, movies do. Um, But when it's 
uh, three and a half hour long movie, if I remember correctly. Ooh. Oh, a, how are you movie. leaving? How are you leaving context <laughs> out? How are you leaving context yeah. out? So it's good to read the book before you see the movie, or if you want to like read the book and then rewatch the movie if you've already seen it in theaters, I recommend doing that because it. There were a lot of things that like my husband and I went to see it together, and he was like, wait, this didn't make sense. What what was going on in this part? And I was like, oh, well, if you read the book, like, right. it, they detail it pretty well in the book. Yeah. So definitely one that I would say you should probably read the book and then see the movie or rewatch the movie if you've already seen it. Um, oh, Les Miserables. <laughs> oh, Les Mis. If you've seen the movie or you've seen the musical on stage, the book's not the same. <laughs> it's not the same. There, I mean, it's there the story's there but it's bogged down no offense victor hugo i'm sorry he can't hear this um (laughs) he's not listening to the pod um he does not have apple music or spotify nothing none of it he's not listening um but it's bogged down by a lot of like uh i don't know expository like history stuff okay there's like a whole chapter and a half about napoleon and i was just like sir sir i'm here for fontaine (laughs) i don't know why and it's like you to a degree it's important to know the context of like where france was when les mis is set but having seen the musical you really don't need the context all that much as long as you've like been in a high school classroom at any point you've probably you probably have enough context if you know like anything about the French Revolution, you've got enough context to get it. So it was just like, I, I listened to this on a flight. And at one point, I fell asleep on the flight. And I fell asleep to a part that he was talking about Napoleon. Um, and when I woke up, like half an hour later, we were still talking about Napoleon. And I was like, Victor, how are we still talking about Napoleon? Yeah. It's been half an hour. I dozed off. I, and I had to like double check. I was like, am I sure? Yeah. I was still listening to that the whole time I was asleep. I was. It was still going. And that's one of those things, like as somebody who avidly reads historical fiction, there's a way to build that context. Mm-hmm. And as a reader, if I want more, then it's on me right. to, to dig yeah. into it. Like, I can I go out and find it. I don't need... I don't need you to do that for me. No, and oh. it it's also tough because it kind of interrupts the story. So you're at a point okay. where, like, you're with, you know, Jean Valjean, and you're with the characters you know from the movie and the musical. And then it's, like, interjection. Hey. <laughs> like, it feels like a like an after-school, like, history show <laughs> where they're like, hey, did you know this was a real thing? And then they give you all the context. And so it's, like, an interruption in the story where they give you – a two and a half chapters about Napoleon and you're just like, well, okay. And then he just jumps right back in to so the then story. You have to like remember where you were with Jean Valjean. Yeah. Before this. Yeah. Interruption. It, yeah. Before the history lesson. Ugh. And so it's, it was hard for me to like switch between this, like almost textbook feeling like historical context mm-hmm. and then the story itself. Um, yeah. One of we're, I guess we're going to keep bringing it up. Um, one of the prompts for next year's Pop Sugar <laughs> Reading Challenge is, um, oh, I just lost it. So who even who even knows? Uh, but yeah, it was a lot. It was it was a lot to read. Um, 
Yeah. I don't think I would... Oh, I know what it was. A book that you're... Uh, from a genre you usually avoid. Oh, yeah. Which at first I was like, I don't like this prompt because this is what the, the challenge is supposed to be doing. It's giving me books so specific that I'm like, oh, I wouldn't normally read something like right. that, but I'll try. And then I thought about it and I was like, classics. Yeah. Classics. No offense. I know that like classics are so important because so many of our like modern literature is based on the classics. Um, it's hard to like throw a dart at a romance novel and not hit like a Shakespearean right. reference. An Austin. An Austin reference. Yeah. yeah. But um, oh, I'm I am just not a classics reader. So Les Mis was already uh, an Everest for me. And um, yeah, yeah, the summit was difficult and hard and I made it to the top and then I wept. <laughs> just like, oh thank goodness, yeah. I did it. Yeah, that was one I wouldn't do again. Yeah, I was super impressed that you stuck with it. <laughs> I just can't, I just could not give up on it. I wanted to cross that off my TBR and I wanted to cross it off the Pop Sugar Reading yeah. Challenge list. And I'm just, I'm also not a, if you're a Goodreads user, you probably know a lot of the linguo, ling, linguo. Linguo, okay. You probably know a lot of the lingo. Um, and DNF is something you'll see pop up on Goodreads a lot. Did not finish. Mm-hmm. Um, I am not a DNFer. I will sit with a book for a year if it takes that long for me to finish it. I just don't, I don't know what it is. I don't know if I'm just like a completionist or if I like am hopeful that it'll turn itself around and I'll like it by the end. Mm -hmm. But I just, I can't DNF. I don't know why. Um, So yeah, Les Mis, once I started, once that, once I cracked the spine on that bad boy, I was committed. committed. I had to keep going. So yeah, I used to be like that. Um, and then I realized that I'm probably going to die with a TBR list. And so life's too short to read books that I don't want to read. That's so, so I true. Just, I just DNF left and right now. I'm like, nah, nah. let me read something else that's good. There's something else that I like better than this. I know it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I really wish that I could get to the point where I would just be like, eh, yeah. this wasn't for me. It's fine. I'm sure it's for other people, but it's not for me. It was a hard pill to swallow the first few times I did it. <sighs> now I'm just, I'm a chronic DNFer. That's, <laughs> no, you know I'm what? For it. And that's... <laughs> If you if you are out there listening and you're like, oh, I am also a chronic DNFer, we all have our different thing. We do. And, and if you're a completionist, that's okay too. Rock on. Yeah. It's like there's... Stay the course. I have a lot of respect for people that DNF because I just, even when I'm in intolerable, intolerable amounts of pain, I'm <sighs> like, I can't finish this. And then I'm like, no, but I have to. I won't DNF. So, yeah. 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 That was a thing. It was very much a thing. Um, that kind of, so for me, I, I struggled and it wasn't even as long as Lamez, but yeah. I really struggled with the Pied Piper. Um, it was a World War II book, which I typically like World War II books. Yeah. Um, but it was about this older man who was visiting France, I think is where he started. Um, and then the Germans started to invade France. So he's like, oh no, I'm out. I'm not staying here. Smart idea. Um, And these parents were like, please take our children. I think he was going back to London. Oh, okay. Um, And they were like, please take our children. We have family in London. London." And he was like, okay. And just like on the way, he keeps encountering these like roadblocks because of the war. But he also keeps collecting children. Oh, no. Um, And like in his head, he's like, I'm going to get all these children to London and then ship them all off to the Americas to be safe with my daughter. Oh. And so like he he definitely had a good heart about it. But it was just like, sir. How does this keep happening to you? Another one? 
another one Are but you... like it wasn't in a creepy way like no one of them was there was a bombing and the the child's parents were casualties uh. um and so the the kid just started kind of following him and he couldn't he didn't have the heart to turn him away so like it it was sweet but it, it almost read not quite like a classic but it was just not as action-packed as I felt like it could be it was just very droll okay um and the way that the story is told is he's I think he's back in London and it's been a few years and oh so maybe this was during World War One and then now it's World War Two and he's telling this fellow the story about when he did that okay so that's kind of how where where the story is told from like the point of view I, it was just it was weird to read I yeah. didn't I almost DNF'd it but luckily because it was part of a challenge I was like no nah, girl you're in it this time you're in it yeah um so I did finish it which I feel like leads very nicely into how did you feel about the pop sugar challenge being that it was your first time yeah um I actually really enjoyed it Yay. it was really satisfying to be able to check books off my list um it almost felt like I had a purpose to reading. Like, yeah. instead of just aimlessly choosing books that I think look good, um, there, were, there were ones that I was like, no, wait, I'm going to read this on purpose. Like, I, I had a plan, and I was able to execute it. But, yeah, it was – I mean, we talked about The Martian. Oh, my gosh. Ugh. Such a good book. It was so good. I never no. would have read that. No, same. Never. That was definitely one that when I finished it, I was like – Wow, yeah. I really liked that. And actually, when you were talking about having read Hellbent, same thing. Like, I even wrote in my Goodreads review of the first one of Ninth House that, like, I'm not a supernatural reader. I'm not really, I don't tend to be a sci fi reader, um, especially when it's like high, I guess, you know, there's high fantasy. I guess I associate yeah. that with like high supernatural and high sci fi too. Um, if it's not at least a little grounded in a reality that I can picture, I struggle with it. Mm-hmm. So, I was shocked by The Martian. I was shocked by um, Ninth House when I originally read it. Mm -hmm. I'm sure you had the same feeling with Hellbent when you read both of them. It's like, this was really good. Really good. And like, it changed my entire opinion of the genre when I read The Martian. I was just like, I cannot believe I never would have like picked up a sci-fi book. This is so good. Yeah. And that's, I love, I just love that about it. Um, That like... For I'm Glad My Mom Died and Crying in H Mart, those were books that I knew were popular by the way they were going off the shelves, mm-hmm. but I don't know that I really would have gotten around to it. Um, so I'm super glad that I read those. Um, I got a chance to reread some really good ones. I read a Stephen King, and I think I actually have another Stephen King for next year. Nice. Um, I got a lot of Taylor Jenkins read in there, which she's not an author I would have picked up. Um beforehand so yeah it just really exposed me to books that I wouldn't have read otherwise and I love that um it exposed me to genres I wasn't really into um books that I would have just let sit and eventually would have hopefully gotten around to them um books I just never would have even thought about I think one of them was the girl who drank the moon oh yeah oh my gosh that book was so good and I read, I read high fantasy. I read, like, Brandon Sanderson. Like, I read fantasy. I love fantasy. Um, and so when it was a book with mythical creatures, I was like, what? 
I read a lot of stuff with mythical creatures. Like, what have I not read yet? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and so it forced me to look within a genre I already really like to dig for something nice. new and exciting. So that was even fun. I love that. Yeah, so it was it was neat. And, and I didn't even know book talk was a thing. Oh, so yeah. So it exposed me to that, too. Yeah, very, like, big community of people on uh, both TikTok and Instagram Reels is starting to either kind of, like, move TikToks over to Instagram yeah. or adopt that style. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, like, I, I part of the reason why I love book talk and why we've talked about book talk on other podcast episodes is because it's, like, I don't think I ever really bought into this as a kid, but there is definitely a, like, stigma around reading sometimes. Like, oh, nerds read, mm-hmm. or, like, if you would rather sit around and read than, like, I don't know, go out or watch a movie or watch TV that you're, you're a nerd. Yeah. And it's like, okay, so I'm a nerd, whatever. And, like, book talk has made it so that, like, we have this huge community of people who love to read yes. and love to recommend books. I love that. I just think that's, like, so like wholesome but mm-hmm. also just fun to know that like there are people out there that share the same interests even though you know like yeah. you know you kind of know but it's nice to have that like affirmation yeah oh yeah I this was my third pop sugar reading challenge okay. maybe I may have done more um <laughs> but it was the first year I've gotten back into it I think when I I think my last one was 2019 okay and so when I started school in November of 2019, or when I applied to school in November of 2019, I was like, I am not doing the Pop Sugar Reading Challenge in 2020. I'm just going to give myself time to get adjusted to school. Yeah. And then everything happened. Yeah. And so I'm glad that I took the time off from it that I did, but I'm so glad I started it back up again because same thing. Like, I just, I love to read, and I, but I tend to stick into the same genres. Yeah. And I tend to stick to the same authors, and I tend to stick to what I love and what I know I'm going to love. And this just, it's fun. It pushes you outside of your comfort zone a little bit. Yeah. and Or, or yeah, it forces you, if you've listened to the TBR podcast, <laughs> you know that some people have really long TBRs. Yeah. I don't know uh, who. I don't know. Um, I've never met anybody with like an 1800 no, TBR. that sounds absurd and wow. not real. No, so weird. Mm. Um, so if that's you out there, you're supported, <laughs> but I don't know. It's me. It's Caroline. It's me. Um, But it forced me to go through my Goodreads list and say, like, okay, this is a book that fits this prompt, or this is a book that I think I could read for that. Um, And, uh, yeah, my 2024 reading challenge, uh, I think I I I pulled two books that were not already on my TBR list because I just didn't have anything that fit. Yeah, it is good for me. That means, like, 48 books will come off of my TBR (laughs) next year. (laughs) Yippee. Um, Maybe I'll get down into, like, the... High 1700s. I'm currently in the high 1700s. Well, I mean... Oh, I meant low 1700s. Oh, yeah. I would love to see the low 1700s. The low, yeah. yeah. I would okay. love to see, like... Uh, I would love to see a triple-digit number, but that's a, a lot to ask. That's, that's a big... Yeah, I can't do that in a year. That's... Yeah, ask. Uh, 700 books in a year is not going to happen. But... Oh, that's ambitious. Eh, yeah, it's beyond yeah. ambitious. There, I would, yeah. I would not do anything else. No. So, yeah. I, I love the, the Pop Sugar Reading Challenge. Um, if you are somebody who is like like loves the pop sugar reading challenge and wants to keep going there's plenty of other reading challenges too i think book riot does a reading challenge um if you just like search on pinterest for like book challenges there's lots i have that's another uh book hole i've dug myself i have a ton of (laughs) like books uh based or about japan books are based or based based or about 
the Netherlands, like a bunch of different countries. Yeah. Um, so that's fun if you want to like kind of dive into that kind of stuff. But yeah. it's just, it's just fun. It is. It's a good it's, time. And I mean, I think, again, the satisfying thing for me being somebody who likes to cross things off my list, that does feel exceptionally satisfying. Like yeah. it just makes me that much more excited to get into these books and just check them off my list. Yeah. And I think like speaking to that, I think I've motored through in the past couple of weeks because I was at like 12. Yeah. You've got, you've done a lot. That's I've why I think you can do it. I think so too. And I think that I saw the finish line and was like, I got this. Yeah. I can just, if I just like put it into gear and uh, also stop reading books that don't check things off the <laughs> pop sugar reading challenge list that I could probably get through this. Yeah. So yeah, it's just, it's such a good time. It's so much fun. It's, good thing to like get you talking to other people about books and uh there's a really good community of pop sugar reading challenge like i guess like support on goodreads yeah there was a lot yeah surprised if you come across a prompt that you're like i have absolutely no idea there are so many Mm -hmm. message boards where people are like hey i thought of this book for this prompt such a good resource for collecting books for the prop the pop sugar reading challenge prompts so and i think picking books for the prompts is part of the fun it is like yeah. digging through and like finding different options I had a friend who I sent to the pop sugar reading challenge 2024 challenge to and she wasn't excited she thought she was going to be reading a ton of memoirs mm-hmm. and I started like giving her some other options outside of that that still fit within the prompt and she was just like okay hold on now I'm excited yeah now I'm ready for it so it is, it's definitely a lot of fun. Yeah, I think. All the way around. I, did I text it to you on a uh, Saturday night or a Sunday morning? I can't remember. I don't remember. But whatever it was, it, I want to say it was a Sunday morning and I immediately. I think it was the second, December 2nd, whatever day that was. That was, yeah, that was a Saturday night. Okay, okay. so I think I texted it to you Saturday night. Sunday morning, I chose all my books for prompts. <laughs> and then Monday, you came in and said, oh, I'm so excited. Have you picked your books yet? And I was is like, it? oh, yeah, just like all 50 of them. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's casual. Actually, I take that back. There's I've picked 48 because two of them are recommendations from someone else. So oh, okay. I have not like chosen a book for that because I intentionally That's true. I mean yeah. to go out and find a recommendation. Yeah. But yeah, it's and, and I mean that's a cool thing too, is that you like one of the prompts this year was a recommendation from a friend. Yeah. Or like a book you think your best friend would like. Yeah. And that's just such a fun way to like chat with your friends about like, hey, what's your favorite book? Or like what's a yeah. book you would recommend to me because you think I would like it. Um, and next year it's a book recommended by a bookseller and a book recommended by a librarian. So, uh, Hey, you got some people, you all know a librarian. Yeah. Um, so it's just a really fun way to like come into the library or go into a bookstore and say like, Hey, I'm trying to fulfill the pop sugar reading challenge prompt. It's, I mean, I think it's pretty well known at this point. Yeah. But even if you just came in and said like, Hey, recommend me a book or like, Hey, I really love historical fiction do you mm-hmm. have any recommendations and That's we can what we're here for we can bust them out yeah. we have recommendations for sure yeah so yeah just a really good way to talk about books yeah, and like expand your reading yeah i mean reading the, horizon the prompt with the um the one you said a genre you don't usually read mm-hmm. i'm gonna read a western Ooh, okay and uh, i'm very excited yeah i can hear in your it's voice gonna be good. <laughs> But again, but it's expanding. Yeah. Maybe I will, maybe I'll like it. Maybe it'll be The Martian. Maybe it'll be another oh. Martian. You'll read it and you'll be like, oh my gosh, why have I ever yeah. avoided this genre? Yeah. Me, I don't um, think that that's how I'll feel. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. But either way, like, it just makes me a better reader. A yeah. A better, well-rounded 
yeah. reader. And it makes you appreciate why other people might like a genre, even if you're like, that's absolutely not for me. Yes. Oh, I love it. Yay. Yes. I'm so glad that you liked it and that you had I fun did. with it. Yeah. I'm excited for next year and it's going to be fun. Yay. Yeah. So if you're on the fence, you have got a glowing recommendation from somebody who's done it for the first time. Yes. Yay. 10 out of 10 recommend. So yeah, thank you for following us on this journey. If yeah. you've been sticking with us all year and listening to our, our initial podcast and our recap and now our wrap up. Yeah. This has been fun. Yeah. And if you're not quite at the finish line yet, you're in good company and you still have time. Yes. Yeah. And check out our Facebook page. We post every yes. Friday uh, prompt and recommendation um, to fulfill the prompt. So definitely if you're struggling to like fulfill something or you're really not sure, um, obviously we're nearing the end of the year. So we've posted most of our prompts already. So you'll have to scroll back a little bit, but still got some more. Yeah. Still got more coming. And uh, yeah, and if you've enjoyed this set, join us next year because we're doing it again. We're doing it again. We love it so much. We're going to do it again. All right. Well, this has been Caroline. And Danielle. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Shelf Logic. Make sure to hit subscribe and share this podcast with your friends. Follow us on social media where we are at MCLDAZ. 